What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Confused World. This is your host, Matt. As always, everyone, subscribe, follow, and give us a five-star rating if you like the contents of this podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter for everything Confused World. So, last week I did this episode about reasons to be thankful, and I want to apologize for that. Merely for the fact that it came out a little later than I expected. Who knew that apparently <laughs> you have to get certain permissions for uh, the song that you're going to use for it. As long as, you know, the the distributor is okay with it. So, not just the artist of the song, but apparently just the distributor where you got that song from in general. So it came out a little later than I expected, but it was also one of those last-minute calls. Uh, I was literally actually recorded that on Thanksgiving, and I was sitting there watching my son at the park, and I'm just thinking, there's so much to be thankful for. Why Why such, such sadness in this world, you know? So that's the reason I didn't continue with Part 3 last week. So I do want to apologize for that, but... Anyhow, I want to get into this article real quick. There's, I, I did a little bit more digging on this. So, <laughs> what I intended to be a three-part series is now probably going to end up being a four, depending on how this, this episode goes. So, let's get into this real quick. This article is coming from the LA Times, okay? And it states on here, this was released back in August of August 29 of 2021 quoting a patient is asked asked her doctor quote I'm trying mushrooms this weekend what do you think end quote will the average American doctor be (laughs) prepared to advise her about the risks and best practices we fear not most psychedelics such as psilocybin MDMA and LSD are not legal in the U.S. Thank goodness. I have reasons. <laughs> I've never used them, I promise. However, <laughs> going back to the article. going. However, a growing body of evidence shows their potential against certain mental health problems. And patients will use these treatments with or without a prescription. That's essentially true in California. Oakland and Santa Cruz have already decriminalized anethogenic plants and fungi containing uh, psychoactive substances. State lawmakers are now considering decriminalizing possession and sharing of psychedelic substances for people 21 or older. Senate Bill 519 was passed by the Assembly, uh, Assembly Health Committee in July 13th and is headed to the Assembly Appropriations Committee if it were to succeed before the Assembly and again back to the Senate, it could land on the desk of Governor Gavin Newsom to veto or sign. The federal government has supported findings uh, new effective psychiatric treatments. The FDA FDA has designated MDMA-assisted and psilocybin-assisted therapies as breakthrough therapies a status granted when preliminary clinical evidence indicates that a drug may demonstrate substantial improvement over available therapies it is also approved 
Now, here's something I want you to pay close attention to because I'm going to point it out once we come across it. Um, it also approves a nasal spray derivative from the uh, anesthetic catamine, considered by some to be a psychedelic for treatment or for treatment resistant depression. Whether or not lawmakers are ready to legalize psychedelic treatments, hospitals and health systems have a duty to keep or to educate skeptical physicians, nurses, and physicians so that they can give advice about such drugs. They should do so gladly because psychedelic therapy has proven remarkably effective in treating certain mental health disorders. So if we had this a year ago, why aren't we already putting some of this information out? I mean, again, this came out in uh, August of 2021. So why aren't we treating some of the people that we see walking around on the streets talking to themselves, right? That's just my personal opinion. But the one thing I wanted to point out to you is this part right here in the article that says, um, it's also approved a nasal spray derivative from the anesthetic catamine. Okay? Now, keep that name in mind, catamine. Because we're going to go over to our next article here real quick. And we're going to look at something about ketamine. This article I was actually going to say for last. But since we're on the whole idea of ketamine. Let's talk about this. This is coming from Sheridan Memorial Hospital. Uh, published April 18th of 2022. Okay so a few months ago. Um, it has a little di dialogue here. But let's get into the article itself. Medications such as catamine, propofol, and certain fentanyl, and certainly fentanyl, excuse me, uh, have been to blame for many tragic deaths over the years, given them infam infamous notoriety. The CDC, is, for example, reports as much as two-thirds of the 100,000 overdose deaths over a 12-year period ending a year ago are believed to do be due to fentanyl. This has also caused some of the general public to perceive these pharmaceuticals as very dangerous drugs of abuse without legally a legitimate utility. Similar to schedule, uh, drugs like methamphetamine or heroin. Unlike methamphetamine or heroin, however, these agents are very commonly used class one or two and three excuse me they are used on a daily basis in emergency in every emergency department and operating room in the country chances are if you broke a bone ruptured a vessel in your brain or suffered a bad burn you would be given fentanyl in the emergency department if you needed further sedation it would be given catamine or propofol so and just a year ago they were saying that catamine was a good a good idea to use mm, I doubt that let's go back into a little further into this one fentanyl can be compared uh, compared to fire when in a fireplace fire can bring warmth comfort and security it can even save your life when blazing through a structure or neighborhood however fire can have cat catastrophic events on property and life recreational or otherwise 
or otherwise abuse fentanyl is certainly dangerous. It is classified as an opioid similar to morphine or oxycodone, which we've already discussed that on several uh, previous episodes. Uh, it is more potent than opioids. Therapeutic doses are in micrograms, and the lethal dose is considered to be around 2 milligrams. Okay? <laughs> the adverse effects of the contribute to death are shallow breathing, respiratory depression, and low blood pressure, cardiovascular collapse. Abuse potential is relatively high, as there is a dependence formed with prolonged use. Okay, so this is obviously about fentanyl. Um, but again, they mention it right there that if you were in an emergency room and need further sedation, they use catamine. Catamine probably isn't a good thing to suggest to patients with mental health disorders, as the previous article suggested. So let's get back into that previous article just a little bit. Back to that uh, previous article here from the Los Angeles Times, going back to where we were. Um, a, uh, a recently published peer-reviewed study of MDMA-assisted therapy to treat post-traumatic stress disorder demonstrated that two months after the trial, 76 or 67% of the MDMA-assisted therapy groups no longer had PTSD, compared to the 32% for the uh, control group that received talk therapy and an inactive placebo. Psilocybin uh, has also demonstrated uh, astounding results as a study of cancer patients with life-threatening diagnosis and symptoms of depression and or anxiety. Psilocybin produced large decreases in depression and anxiety that sustained for about 80% of patients at a six-month follow-up. Many psychedelics are effective against depression and anxiety because they take a very different approach from the most common prescriptions rather than a suppressing symptom the psych psychedelics experience can spark deep reflection that motivates behavioral change now me personally i've never never done any kind of psychedelics at all i've never done uh oh what are what are the most common i've never done mushrooms i've never done uh acid nothing like that nothing like that but i can my personal opinion is I don't see how psychedelics will help with anxiety. I just don't. Because I live with someone that has anxiety. And let me tell you, the slightest change of anything around their whole surrounding can turn into a major issue. They start freaking out over certain things. I've seen people that just go absolutely berserk because, you know, maybe their OCD is acting up and it's not in the right position. So... Knowing what I know about psychedelics, because I've had family, friends and family members that have both experienced with things such as oh, uh, mushrooms or, you know, d different type of psychedelics. Um, and with somebody that has anxiety, more than likely, they're going to panic if the dosage is too much for them. 
okay? Maybe it does help. I, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you, but my personal opinion is using psychedelics for somebody that has anxiety is not that great of an idea, especially certain things like LSD. Because if you remember, basically, oh, I think it was back in the 70s or 80s, something like that. I, of course, I understand that doctors are going to use the right um, milligrams, if that's what you want to use about it. But they're going to use the right dosage to help you in, in whatever situation you're in, I guess. But the thing that doesn't make sense to me is giving those to somebody with anxiety, depression maybe, I can see that being an upper, being like, oh yeah, let's go, you know, have a blast or something. You know, the dis depression disappears. I can see that. But for somebody using psychedelics on anxiety, I've seen what anxiety does. So that person is going to freak out, especially if they're using things like LSD. Because like I said, 80s and 70s or 80s I can't remember possibly even the 90s people were able to punch through an entire windshield on LSD and not feel an ounce of pain broke every bone in their hand and they don't feel an ounce of pain do you honestly think that giving LSD to people for a treatment process is going to be a good idea I wouldn't suggest it at all. And then, of course, to make it legal for anyone to get their hands on pretty much is just utterly insane. Utterly insane. Because if we're going to do that with psychedelics, we might as well do that with every single entire drug that we, we deem as illegal. It would just kind of fall into that whole entire category. Honestly. It's just the most stupidest thing I have ever heard of. Using psychedelics on somebody with anxiety. That's dumb. <laughs> That's my personal opinion though. <laughs> Don't always take my personal opinion as, as gospel. I'm telling you. But I mean, again, I can see where doctors might want to use this idea as something that might be a help. But the question is, again, is it really that much of a help? Especially with using LSD. I don't know. Anyway, back to the article here real quick. Um, in the United States, 30% of adults report symptoms of anxiety and depression disorder. 33% in California. More than half of patients receiving treatment for depression do not respond to approved depression medication. We've already talked about that. And I have another couple of articles uh, coming up about that in future uh, podcasts because I just found some more information while digging for more stuff on this. So <laughs> the insanity never ends. Back to the article. This is in a vast uh, population that could benefit medical professionals better if the medical professionals better understood the uses of psychedelics. Many providers and patients also learn to unlearn some myths. Psychedelics are not addictive. In fact, they can be effective in treating nicotine addiction and alcohol abuse. Okay. Now, I'm glad that it mentioned that because we're going to get into another article here that's basically talking, uh, well, at least addressing a little bit on the whole psychedelics and alcohol abuse. 
Um, this again is coming from uh, GoodRx.com, and they're talking about psychedelics here. So, into this article, this was published. Let me see, October twentieth of twenty twenty two. Okay, so not that long ago. Which substances are classified as quote psychedelic medicine end quote is an evolving and nuanced conversation. Classical psychedelics such as LSD, masculine, and psilocybin have a strong history of research and possible application, though psychedelics generally remain illegal. But things are changing through the voter ballot measures, legislation, and a clinical drug development process. Here, we'll review a brief history of psychedelics and give an update on the psychedelic medicines in the U.S. from legal status change around decriminalizing decriminalization and legalization to current major clinical trials the history of the psychedelic medicine psychedelics have a long history of use by indigenous cultures however the birth of modern psychedelics began in the mid 50s 1950s yeah uh, in 1943, a Swiss uh, chemist, Albert Hoffman, accidentally exposed himself to LSD, discovering its psychoactive effects. By 1950, the first, the first paper in England describing the effects of LSD on volunteers was published, and in 1957, quote, magic mushrooms, end quote, were first introduced into the modern world. But methodological problems are common in early research, and much of it was not officially published. Various pressures, including uh, the 1970 passage of the Controlled Substance Act, effectively shut down the research into psychedelics. Yet the brief research period, including many investigations into the clinical application of psychedelic medicines... These studies yielded promising results around LSD for alcoholism, treatment, uh, management of mood disorders, and a neurosis, and included extensive research by the CIA. Psychedelics are still illegal in most of the world. However, a growing movement to legal or to legal reforms is sweeping the U.S. These include decriminalization initiatives and a reduction in criminal uh, sanctions for drug crimes what decriminalization what decriminalization looks like can vary gen- greatly by definition it involves removing the criminal penalties around personal use and possession though civil uh, penalties and other prescription excuse me repercussions may still exist so in other words if you're using it not like you're supposed to you might wind up in in jail (laughs) right (laughs) the biden administration appears to be developing a federal task force to address issues around the quote anticipated approval end quote of the clinical mdma and psilocybin drug therapies the rights to try act uh, grants some patients access to unapproved drugs in clinical trials, but the DEA has prevented the right from being excused. 
in regard for psilocybin and MDMA. July 22 or July 2022, the Right to Try Clarification Act was introduced to address those limitations. In 2020, Oregon became the first state in the U.S. to adopt a legal pathway to adult psilocybin use under Measure 109, Oregon Psilocybin Service Acts. This act formally goes live in 2023 and will serve as a model for other states, such as Washington with its SB 5660 and Colorado with the Natural Medicine Health Act. Today, statewide decriminalization for possession of psychedelics exists only in Oregon after Measure 110 passed in 2020. California, California has been working on SB 519 since 2021, though as of August 2022, the bill has been stripped of most provisions and will need to be reintroduced. Other states such as Colorado, New Jersey, and Washington have downgraded penalties and are enforced prior uh, priority around the psychedelics. So things are rapidly changing in the states and the city levels. 20, in 2019, Denver, Colorado was the first city in the U.S. to enact a decriminalization of psilocybin containing mushrooms and prohibit the city and county of Denver from spending resources on imposing criminal penalties on persons 21 years of age and older for the personal Treatments for depression, says Ronald Griffith. Now, again, there's there's some people that I guess are okay with those kind of things. Uh, they scare me a little bit. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, psychedelics like that's there's reasons I wouldn't mess with those. No, they're not addictive. There's reasons I wouldn't mess with them. But again, to give those to somebody that has possible anxiety, like. That's that's insanity. Now, if you recall the uh, last episode, I was also talking about uh, doctors that obviously can be bought off. And um, it obviously took the life of the girl that was listed in that episode. So we're going to get into this part of it. Because this is information I think everybody should have. It's important. It's, I mean, it's utterly important to know that there, if, if you even have the general idea that doctors are possibly prescribing you something that isn't necessarily a, a great thing to be prescribed, and it's obviously affecting your health or it takes out the life of one of your loved ones, uh, there's things that you can that can be done from it. And this is coming from an article from Castle Law Office. Okay. Now, <clears throat> listen to this article real closely. 
Uh, it doesn't say when it was published, but that doesn't matter. Dangerous drugs are those medications that have such adverse side effects that the risk of taking them often is greater than the potential benefit. Dangerous drugs can include prescription medications or over-the-counter pills. They can be prescribed by your doctor and provided by a pharmacist, but still cause serious, even fatal injury. A doctor may prescribe dangerous drugs if he or she feels that there is no other plausible treatment alternatives. In such cases, they should be discussed. There, they should discuss the dangers of the drug with you prior to prescribing it, and make sure that you are fully understand the risks. Now, doctors don't necessarily do that anymore. At least, not not to my experience. I've always had to deal with the uh, pharmacist that can tell you certain things. Never the doctors. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the article here. Some physicians may also have a tie to a drug manufacturer, leading to an illegal or inappropriate relationship in which they are compensated for prescribing certain drugs, even if they are dangerous. Additionally, some doctors are issued warnings that drugs may, but, uh, uh, excuse me, some doctors are issued warnings about drugs, but may neglect to communicate those certain appropriately to their patients. If a medication hurt you or you have suffered from an injury and believe that there is a result of a dangerous drug prescription by a pharmacist, by a ph physician, uh, you can call these guys, uh, according to their article here, it's, uh, <laughs> if you've ever had this issue, write this number down. It's 1-816-828, excuse me. So, 816 is the area code. 842-7100 to speak with one of these attorneys uh, for free. But, obviously, <laughs> there's that. There's one other thing I want to talk about real quick. Because who knew about this? Apparently, certain medications like Tylenol is not as good for you as they thought it was. And this article from uh, Science Alert uh, came out November 14th, so not that long ago at all. One of the most common uh, consumed drugs in the United States is most commonly taken anesthetic nationwide. Um, could do more than simply just take the edge off your headache. Acetaminophen, also known as paratectamol, I guess is how you pronounce it, and sold widely under the brand names Tylenol and Panadol, also increase risks of taking, or, or also increase risk taking. According to a study in 2020 that measures uh, chances or changes in people's behavior when under the influence of the common over-the-counter medication, quoting, acetaminophen seems to take, make people feel less negative emotion when they consider health uh, risky uh, activities. They don't feel as scared, end quote, explains neuro neuroscience Baldwin, um, Baldwin Way, excuse me, from the Ohio State University when the findings were published. With nearly 25% of the population, the U.S. taking uh, acetaminophen uh, each week reduces risk preparation uh, Pre, uh, excuse me, per, 
perceptions and increased risk-taking could have an effect on the society. Um, the findings added to a growing body of researchers suggest that acetaminophen's effect on the pain reductions to extend to various psychological processes lower people's receptivity and feeling hurt. Anyway, so that's that. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourselves and each other. Leave us an email at confusedworldpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, so... Or send us a message on Instagram. Or, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> anyway, until next time, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other.